Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is, Brain Efficiency, Much More Than You Wanted to Know, published by Jacob Cannell on January 6, 2022 on Less Wrong. What if the brain is highly efficient? To be more specific, there are several interconnected key measures of efficiency for physical learning machines. Energy efficiency in OPS J. Spatial efficiency in OPSM caret 2 or OPSM caret 3. Speed efficiency and time delay for key learned tasks. Compute algorithmic efficiency in circuit size and steps for key learned tasks. Learning data efficiency in samples observations slash bits required to achieve a level of compute efficiency, or per unit thereof. Why should we care? Brain efficiency matters a great deal for AGI timelines and takeoff speeds, as AGI is implicitly explicitly defined in terms of brain parity. If the brain is about 6 ohm away from the practical physical limits of energy efficiency, then roughly speaking we should expect about 6 ohm of further Moore's Law hardware improvement past the point of brain parity, perhaps two decades of progress at current rates, which could be compressed into a much shorter time period by an intelligence explosion, a hard takeoff. But if the brain is already near said practical physical limits, then merely achieving brain parity in AGI at all will already require using up most of the optimizational slack, leaving not much left for a hard takeoff, thus a slower takeoff. In worlds where brains are efficient, AGI is first feasible only near the end of Moore's law, for non-exotic, reversible computers, whereas in worlds where brains are highly inefficient, AGI's arrival is more decorrelated, but would probably come well before any Moore's law slowdown. In worlds where brains are ultra-efficient, AGI necessarily becomes neuromorphic or brain-like, as brains are then simply what economically efficient intelligence looks like in practice, as constrained by physics. This has important implications for AI safety. It predicts postdicts the success of AI approaches based on brain reverse engineering, such as DL, and the failure of non-brain-like approaches. It predicts that AGI will consume compute and data in predictable brain-like ways, and it suggests that AGI will be far more like human simulations emulations than you'd otherwise expect and will require training education slash raising vaguely like humans, and thus that neuroscience and psychology are perhaps more useful for AI safety than abstract philosophy and mathematics. If we live in such a world where brains are highly efficient, those of us interested in creating benevolent AGI should immediately drop everything and learn how brains work. Energy. Computation is an organization of energy in the form of ordered state transitions transforming physical information towards some end. Computation requires an isolation of the computational system and its stored information from the complex noisy external environment. If state bits inside the computational system are unintentionally affected by the external environment, we call those bit errors due to noise, errors which must be prevented by significant noise barriers and or potentially costly error correction techniques. Thermodynamics. Information is conserved under physics, so logical erasure of a bit from the computational system entails transferring said bit to the external environment, necessarily creating waste heat. This close connection between physical bit erasure and thermodynamics is expressed by the Landauer Limit 1, which is often quoted as EBK, BLN2. However the full minimal energy barrier analysis involves both transition times and transition probability, and this minimal simple lower bound only applies at the useless limit of 50% success error probability or infinite transition time. The key transition error probability alpha is constrained by the bit energy. Alpha equals E minus E beak BT23. Here's a range of bit energies and corresponding minimal room temp switch error rates, in electron volts. Alpha equals 0.49. EB equals 0.02 electron volts. Alpha equals 0.01, EB equals 0.1 electron volts. 
alpha equals 10 minus 25, EB equals 1 electron volt. All computers, including brains, are ultimately built out of fundamental indivisible quantal elements in the form of atoms molecules, each of which is also a computational device to which the Landauer limit applies for. The combination of this tile Lego decomposition and the thermodynamic bit energy relationship is a simple but powerful physics model that can predict a wide variety of micro and macro scale computational thermodynamic measurements. Using this simple model, one can predict minimal interconnect wire energy, analog or digital compute energy, and analog or digital device sizes in both brains and electronic computers. Time and time again, while writing this article, the simple first principles physics model correctly predicted relevant ohm measurements well in advance of finding the known values in literature. Interconnect. We can estimate a bound for brain compute energy via interconnect requirements, as interconnect tends to dominate energy costs at high device densities, when devices approach the size of wire segments. Both brains and current semiconductor chips are built on dissipative irreversible wire signaling, and are mostly interconnect by volume. Brains are mostly interconnect. CPUs GPUs are mostly interconnect. A non-superconducting electronic wire, or axon, dissipates energy according to the same Landauer limit per minimal wire element. Thus we can estimate a bound on wire energy based on the minimal assumption of one minimal energy unit EB per bit per fundamental device tile, where the tile size for computation using electrons is simply the probabilistic radius or de Broglie wavelength of an electron 5 to 1 which is conveniently 1 nanometer for 1 electron volt electrons, or about 3 nanometers for 0.1 electron volts electrons. Silicon crystal spacing is about half a nanometer and molecules are around 1 nanometer, all on the same scale. Thus the fundamental wire energy is, 1 EB bit slash NM, with EB in the range of 0.1 electron volts, low reliability, to 1 electron volt, high reliability. The predicted wire energy is 10 minus 19 watts slash bit NM or 100 FJ bit slash M for semi-reliable signaling at 1 volt with EB equals 1 electron volt, down to 10 FJ bit slash M at 100 millivolts with complex error correction, which is an excellent fit for actual interconnect wire energy 6789, which only improves marginally through Moore's law, mainly through complex sub-threshold signaling and associated additional error correction and decoding logic, again most viable for longer ranges. For long-distance interconnect or communication reversible e-optical, signaling is obviously vastly superior in asymptotic energy efficiency, but photons and photonics are simply fundamentally too big bulky slash costly due to their 1000x greater wavelength and thus largely impractical for the dominate on chip short-range interconnects 10. Reversible signaling for electronic wires requires superconductance, which is even more impractical for the foreseeable future. The brain has an estimated 109 meters of total axon dendrite wiring length. Using an average wire data rate of 10 bit S11, 12, 13, 14, although some neurons transmit up to 90 bits S15, implies an interconnect energy use of 1 watt for reliable signaling, 10 bits per second 1018 nanometers 10 minus 19 watts slash bit NM, or 0.1 watts for lower bit rates and or reliability. 16. Estimates of actual brain wire signaling energy are near this range or within an OOM 17, 18. So brain interconnect is within an ohm or so of energy efficiency limits for signaling, given its interconnect geometry, efficiency of interconnect geometry itself is a circuit algorithm level question. GPUs. A modern GPU has 1010 transistors, with about half the transistors switching per cycle, CMOS logic is dense, at a rate of 109HC19, and so would experience bit logic errors at a rate of about 2 per month if operating near typical voltages of 1 volt, for speed and using theoretically minimal single electron transistors 20. The bit energy EB in 2021 GPUs corresponds to on order a few hundred electrons per transistor, 
1019 transistor switches per second using 100 watts instead of the minimal 1 watt for theoretical semi-reliable single electron transistors, as 1 electron volt 10-19J, and thus current GPUs are only about 2 ohm away from thermodynamic limits, which is probably an overestimate, as each hypothetical single electron transistor needs perhaps 10 single electron minimal interconnect segments, so GPUs are probably closer to 1 ohm from their practical thermodynamic limits, for any equivalent irreversible device doing all the same logic at the same speed and error rates 21. Interconnect energy dominates at the highest densities. The distance to off-chip VRAM on a large GPU is 3 cm, so just reading 1015 bits to simulate one cycle of a brain size ANN will cost almost 3 kilowatts, 1E15, bits 1E-19J bit slash NM1E7CM slash NM3, so 300 kilowatts to run at 100Hz. The brain instead only needs to move per neuron values over similar long distances per cycle which is 10,000x more efficient than moving around the 10,000x more numerous connection weights every cycle. Current GPUs also provide op throughput, for matrix multiplication, up to 1014 flops S or 1015 ops S, for lower bit integer, which is close to current informed estimates for equivalent brain compute ops S22. So that alone provides an indirect estimate that brains are within an ohm or two of thermodynamic limits, as current GPUs with equivalent throughput are within 1 to 2 ohm of their limits, and brains use 30x less energy for similar compute throughput, 10 watts versus 300. Synapses. The adult brain has on 2 asterisk 1014 synapses which perform a synaptic computation on order 0.5 HZ23. Each synaptic computation is something equivalent to a single analog multiplication op, or a small handful of ops less than 10. Neuron axon signals are binary, but single spikes are known to encode the equivalent of higher dynamic range values through various forms of temporal coding, and spike train pulses can also extend the range through nonlinear exponential coding, as synapses are known to have the short-term nonlinear adaptive mechanisms that implement nonlinear signal decoding, 2425. Thus the brain is likely doing on order 1014 to 1015 low-medium precision multiply adds per second. Analog operations are implemented by a large number of quantal binary carrier units, with the binary precision equivalent to the signal-to-noise ratio where the noise follows a binomial distribution. The equivalent bit precision of an analog operation with n quantal carriers is the log of n, maximum signal information, minus the binomial noise entropy. Beta log 2n minus 0.5 log 2 2 pi enp 1 minus p. Where p is the individual carrier switch transition error probability. If the individual carrier transitions are perfectly reliable then the entropy term is zero, but that would require unrealistically high reliability and interconnect energy. In the brain the switch transition error probability will be at least 0.06 for a single electron carrier at minimal useful Landauer limit voltage of 70 millivolts like the brain uses, which also happens to simplify the math. Beta log 2n minus 0.5 log 2 2 pi n 0.06. Beta 0.5 log 2n, 26 and 22 beta. So true 8-bit equivalent analog multiplication requires about 100k carrier switches and thus 10-15j slash op using noisy subthreshold 0.1 electron volts per carrier, for a minimal energy consumption on order 0.1 watts to 1 watt for the brain's estimated 1014 to 1015 synaptic ops s. There is some room for uncertainty here, but not room for many um uncertainty. It does suggest that the wiring interconnect and synaptic computation energy costs are of nearly the same ohm. I take this as some evidence favoring the higher 1015 op s number, as computation energy use below that of interconnect requirements is cheap free. 
Note that synapses occupy a full range of sizes and corresponding precisions, with most considerably lower than 8-bit precision, ranging down to 1-bit, which could significantly reduce the median minimal energy by multiple ohm, but wouldn't reduce the mean nearly as much, as the latter is dominated by the higher precision synapses because energy scales exponentially as N22 beta with precision. The estimate assumption of 8-bit equivalence for the higher precision range may seem arbitrary, but I picked that value based on 1. DL research indicating the need for around 5 to 8 bits per param for effective learning 2728, not to be confused with the bits per am for effective forward inference sans learning, which can be much lower, and 2. Direct estimates measurements of, hippocampal, mean synaptic precisions around 5 bits 2930. 3 8-bit precision happens to be near the threshold where digital multipliers begin to dominate. A minimal digital 8-bit multiplier requires on order 104 minimal transistors devices and thus roughly 105 minimal wire segments connecting them, versus around 105 carriers for the minimal 8-bit analog multiplier. A synapse is also an all-in-one highly compact computational device, memory store, and learning device capable of numerous possible neurotransmitter-specific subcomputations. The predicted involvement of 105 charge carriers then just so happens to match estimates of the mean number of ion carriers crossing the postsynaptic membrane during typical synaptic transmission 31. This is 10x the number of involved presynaptic neurotransmitter carrier molecules from a few released presynaptic vesicles, but synapses act as repeater amplifiers. We can also compare the minimal energy prediction of 10-15J slash op for 8-bit equivalent analog multiply add to the known and predicted values for upcoming efficient analog accelerators, which mostly have energy efficiency in the 10-14J slash op range 32 33 34 35, for less than 8-bit, with the higher reported values around 10-15J slash op similar to the brain estimate here, but only for less than 4-bit precision 36. Analog devices can not be shrunk down to few NM sizes without sacrificing SNR and precision. Their minimal size is determined by the need for a large number of carriers on order 2C asterisk beta for equivalent bit precision beta, and C2, as discussed earlier. Conclusion, the brain is probably at or within an ohm or so of fundamental thermodynamic energy efficiency limits given its size, and also within a few ohm of more absolute efficiency limits, regardless of size, which could only be achieved by shrinking its radius size in proportion to reduce wiring length energy costs. Space. The brain has about 1,014 total synapses in a volume of 1,000 cubic centimeters, or 1,024 cubic nanometers, so around 1,010 cubic nanometers volume, synapse. The brain's roughly 8-bit precision synapses requires on order 105 electron carriers and thus on same order number of minimal 1 cubic nanometer molecules. Actual synapses are flat disc-shaped and only modestly larger than this predicts, with mean surface areas around 105 square nanometers. 37 38 39. So even if we assume only 10% of synapses are that large, the minimal brain synaptic volume is about 1,018 nanometers. Earlier we estimated around 1,018 nanometers of total wiring length, and thus at least an equivalent or greater total wiring volume, in practice far more due to the need for thick low-resistance wires for fast long-distance transmission, but wire volume requirements scale linearly with dimension. So if we ignore all the machinery required for cellular maintenance and cooling, this indicates the brain is at most about 100x larger than strictly necessary, in radius, and more likely only 10x larger. Density and temperature. However, even though the wiring energy scales linearly with radius, the surface area power density which crucially determines temperature scales with the inverse squared radius, and the minimal energy requirements for synaptic computation are radius invariant. The black body temperature of the brain scales with energy and surface area according to the Stefan-Boltzmann law. 
T equals me sigma 14. Where me is the power per unit surface area in W slash M2, and sigma is the Stefan Boltzmann constant. The human brain's output of 10 watts in 0.01 square meters results in a power density of 1000 watts, M2, very similar to that of the solar flux on the surface of the Earth, which would result in an equilibrium temperature of 375K or 100C, sufficient to boil the blood, if it wasn't actively cooled. Shrinking the brain by a factor of 10 at the same power output would result in a 3x temp increase to around 1180K. Shrinking the brain minimally by a factor of 100 would result in a power density of 107 watts, M2 and a local temperature of around 3,750K, similar to that of the surface of the sun. Current 2021 GPS have a power density approaching 106W, M2, which severely constrains the design to that of a thin 2D surface to allow for massive cooling through large heat sinks and fans. This in turn constrains off-chip memory bandwidth to scale poorly. Shrinking feature sizes with Moore's law by a factor of d increases transistor density by a factor of d2, but at best only increases 2d off-chip wire density by a factor of only d, and doesn't directly help reduce wire energy cost at all. A 2021 GPU with 1010 transistors has a surface area of about 1014 square nanometers and so also potentially has room for at most 100x further density scaling which would result in 10,000x higher transistor count, but given that it only has 1 or 2 ohm potential improvement in thermodynamic energy efficiency, significant further scaling of existing designs would result in untenable power consumption and surface temperature. In practice I expect around only 1 more ohm in dimension scaling, 2 ohm in transistor density, with less than an ohm in energy scaling, resulting in dark silicon and or crazy cooling designs 21 to 1. Conclusion the brain is perhaps 1 to 2 ohm larger than the physical limits for a computer of equivalent power, but is constrained to its somewhat larger than minimal size due in part to thermodynamic cooling considerations. Speed. Brain computation speed is constrained by upper neuron firing rates of around 1 kHz and axon propagation velocity of up to 100 ms, 40, which are both about a million times slower than current computer clock rates of near 1 GHz and wire propagation velocity at roughly half the speed of light. Interestingly, since both the compute frequency and signal velocity scale together at the same rate, computers and brains both are optimized to transmit fastest signals across their radius on the time scale of their equivalent clock frequency. The fastest axon signals can travel about 10 cm per spike time step in the brain, and also up to on order 10 cm per clock cycle in a computer. So why is the brain so slow? The answer is again probably energy efficiency. The maximum frequency of a CMOS device is constrained by the voltage, and scales approximately with, 4142. FMAX VDD Vermont 2 VT. With typical current values in the range of 1.0 for VDD and perhaps 0.5 for Vermont. The equivalent values for neural circuits are 0.070 for VDD and around 0.055 for Vermont, which would still support clock frequencies in the megahertz range. So a digital computer operating at the extreme subthreshold voltages the brain uses could still switch a thousand times faster. However, as the minimal total energy usage also scales linearly with switch frequency, and the brain is already operating near thermodynamic efficiency limits at slow speeds, a neuromorphic computer equivalent to the brain, with 1014 equivalent synapses, functioning simultaneously as both memory and analog compute elements, would also consume around 10 watts operating at brain speeds at 1 kHz. Scaling a brain to megahertz speeds would increase energy and thermal output into the 10 kilowatts range and thus surface power density into the 106 watts, M2 range, similar to current GPUs. 
scaling a brain to GHZ speeds would increase energy and thermal output into the 10 MW range, and surface power density to 109 watts, M2, with temperatures well above the surface of the sun. So in the same brain budget of 10 watts power and thermodynamic size constraints, one can choose between a computer circuit with 1014 bytes of param memory and 1014 byte s of local memory bandwidth but low sub-kilohertz speed, or a system with up to 1014 bytes s of local memory bandwidth and GHZ speed, but only 108 bytes of local param memory. The most powerful GPUs or accelerators today achieve around 1014 bytes s of bandwidth from only the register file or lowest level cache, the total size of which tends to be on order 108 bytes or less. For any particular energy budget there is a land hour limit imposed maximum net communication flow rate through the system and a direct trade-off between clock speed and accessible memory size at that flow rate. A single 2021 GPU has the compute power to evaluate a brain-sized neural circuit running at low brain speeds, but it has less than 1 1,000th of the required RAM. So you then need about 1,000 GPUs to fit the neural circuit in RAM, at which point you can then run 1,000 copies of the circuit in parallel but using multiple UAMs more energy per agent brain for all the required data movement. It turns out that spreading out the communication flow rate budget over a huge memory store with a slow clock rate is fundamentally more powerful than a fast clock rate over a small memory store. One obvious reason, learning machines have a need to at least store their observational history. A human experiences a sensory input stream at a bitrate of about 106 bits per second, assuming maximal near-lossless compression for about 109 seconds over typical historical lifespan, for a total of about 1015 bits. The brain has about 2 asterisk 1014 synapses that store roughly 5 bits each, for about 1015 bits of storage. This is probably not a coincidence. In three separate lineages, primates, cetaceans, and proboscideans, brains evolved to large sizes of on order 1011 neocortical neurons and 1014 synapses, humans, 20B neocortical neurons, 80B total, elephants, 6B neocortical neurons 43, 250B total, long fin pilot whale, 37B neocortical neurons 44, unknown total, concomitant with long, 40 plus, year lifespans. Humans are unique only in having a brain several times larger than normal for our total energy budget, probably due to the unusually high energy payoff for linguistic cultural intelligence. Conclusion, the brain is a million times slower than digital computers, but its slow speed is probably efficient for its given energy budget, as it allows for a full utilization of an enormous memory capacity and memory bandwidth. Circuits. Measuring circuit efficiency, as a complex high-level and task-dependent metric, is naturally far more challenging than measuring simpler low-level physical metrics like energy efficiency. Nonetheless, we can analyze a few example brain circuits that are well understood. Vision. The retina not only collects and detects light, it also performs early image filtering compression with a compact few-layer network. Most vertebrates have a retina network, and although there is considerable variation it is mostly in width, distribution, and a few other hyperparams. The retina performs a reasonably simple well-known function, mostly difference of Gaussian-style filters to exploit low-frequency spatiotemporal correlations, the low-hanging statistical fruit of natural images, and is reasonably near-optimal for this function given its stringent energy, area, and latency constraints. The first layer of vision in the cortex, V1, is a more massively scaled-up early visual layer, especially in primates humans, and is also apparently near-optimal given its role to extract useful low-order spatiotemporal correlations for compression and downstream recognition. Extensive experiments in DL on training a variety of visual circuits with similar structural constraints, local receptive field connectivity, etc., 
On natural image sequences all typically learn V1-like features in first early layers, such that failure to do so is often an indicator of some error. Some of the first successful learned vision feature extractors were in fact created as a model of V145, and modern DL systems with local connectivity still learn similar low-level features. As a mathematical theory, sparse coding explains why such features are optimal, as a natural overcomplete sparse generalization of PCA. In terms of circuit depth, humans' primates can perform complex visual recognition tasks in around 100 milliseconds, which translates to just a dozen or two intermodule compute steps, each of which takes about 10 milliseconds to integrate a few spikes, transmit to the next layer, etc. This naturally indicates learned cortical circuits are near-depth optimal, in terms of learning minimal depth circuits for complex tasks, when minimal depth is task useful. As the cortex cerebellum slash BG thalamus system is a generic universal learning system, showing evidence for efficiency in the single well-understood task of vision suffices to show general efficiency. The visual cortical modules are just generic cortical modules that only happen to learn vision when wired to visual inputs, and will readily learn audio or complex sonar processing with appropriate non-standard input wiring. Vector matrix multiplication. We know that much if not most of the principal computations the brain must perform map to the well-studied problem of vector matrix multiplication. Multiplication of an input vector X and a weight matrix W has a known optimal form in maximally efficient 2D analog circuity, the crossbar architecture. The input vector X of size M is encoded along a simple uniform vector of wires traversing the structure left to right. The output vector Y of size N is also encoded as another uniform wire vector, but traversing in a perpendicular direction from top to bottom. The weight matrix W is then implemented with analog devices on each of the MXN wire crossings. In one natural extension of this crossbar architecture to three dimensions, the input vector X becomes a 2D array of wires of dimension M0.5XM0.5, and each output vector Y becomes a flat planar structure, reduction tree, with a potential connection to every input wire. This 3D structure then has a depth of order N, for the n-output summation planes. This particular structure is optimal for MN2, with other variations optimal for MN. This is a simplified description of the geometric structure of the cerebellum. Deep learning. Deep learning systems trained with brain-like architectural functional constraints, recurrence 4647, local sparse connectivity, etc., on naturalistic data 48, with generic multitask and or self-supervised objectives are in fact our very best models of relevant brain circuits 495051 developing many otherwise seemingly brain-specific features such as two specialized processing streams 52-53, categorical specialization 54, etc., and can explain brain limitations 55-56. Likewise, DL evolving towards AGI converges on brain reverse engineering 57-58, especially when optimizing towards maximal energy efficiency for complex real-world tasks. The spectacular success of brain reverse engineering aka DL, and its complete dominance in modern AI, is strong evidence for brain circuit efficiency, as both biological and technological evolution, although very different processes, both converge on similar solutions given the same constraints. Conclusion, it's difficult to make strong definitive statements about circuit efficiency, but current evidence is most compatible with high brain circuit efficiency, and I'm not aware of any significant evidence against. Data. Data efficiency is a common, although perhaps unfounded, critique of DL. Part of this disadvantage could simply be due to economics. Large-scale DL systems can take advantage of huge datasets, so there is little immediate practical need to focus on learning from limited datasets. But in the longer term as we approach AGI, learning quickly from limited data becomes increasingly important. It is much of what we mean when we say a human is smart or quick or intelligent. 
we can analyze data learning efficiency on two levels, asymptotic learning efficiency, and practical larger scale system level data efficiency. Asymptotic. In terms of known algorithmic learning theory, a data optimal learning machine with memory OM can store evaluate up to M unique models in parallel per circuit time step, and can prune about half of said virtual models per observational bit per time step, as in well-known Solomonoff induction, full Bayesian inference, or prediction through expert selection 59. The memory freed can then be recycled to evaluate new models the next time step, so at the limit such a machine can evaluate O-mount models in T time steps. Thus any practical learning machine can evaluate at most ON models and same-order data observations, where N is the net compute expended for training, nearly all virtual models are discarded at an average evaluation cost of only OC. Assuming that winning predictive models are distributed uniformly over model space, this implies a power-law relationship between predictive entropy, log-predictive error, and the entropy of model space explored, and thus log-compute for training. Deep learning systems are already in this power-law regime 6061, thus so is the brain, and they are both already in the optimal broad asymptotic complexity class. In terms of tighter bounds on practical large-scale data efficiency, we do not have direct apples-to-apples -apples comparisons as humans and current DL systems are trained on different datasets. But some DL systems are trained on datasets that could be considered a relevant subset of the human training dataset. Vision. DL vision systems can achieve mildly superhuman performance on specific image recognition games like ImageNet, but these systems are trained on a large labeled dataset of 1M images, whereas humans are first pre-trained unsupervised on a larger mostly unlabeled dataset of perhaps 1B images, 1 image S for 32 years, with a tiny fraction of linguistically labeled images, or perhaps none for very specific dog breed categories. If you look at ImageNet labels, they range from the obvious, syringe, to the obscure, gyromydra. Average untrained human performance of around 75% top 5 is reasonably impressive considering that untrained humans have zero labels for many categories. Trained humans can achieve up to 95% top 5 accuracy, comparable to DL Soda from 2017. Now 2021 DL Soda is around 99% top 5 using all labels, and self-supervised Soda, using a big model, matches human expert ability using 10% of labels, about 100 labels per category, 62 but using multiple data passes. Assuming a human expert takes a second or two to evaluate an image, a single training pass on 10% of the ImageNet labels would take about 40 hours, a full-time work week, perhaps a month for multiple passes. It's unclear at this point if humans could approach the higher 99% score if only some were willing to put in months or years of training, but it seems plausible. DL visual systems take advantage of spatial, e-convolutional, weight sharing to reduce compressed parameters and speed up learning. This is difficult impossible for slow neuromorphic processors like the brain, so this handicap makes brain data efficiency somewhat less directly comparable and somewhat more impressive. GPTN. OpenAI's GPT-3 is a 175B per AM model, or 1E12 bits at 5.75 bits per AM, trained on a corpus of about 400B BPE tokens, or roughly 100B words, or 1E12 bits at 10 bits word whereas older humans are trained on perhaps 10B words, about 5 per second for 64 years, or more generally about 10B time steps of about 200 milliseconds each, corresponding roughly to one saccadic image, one word, precept, etc. A single saccadic image has around 1M pixels compressible to about 0.1 BPP, suggesting a human experiences on order 1E15 bits per lifetime, on par with up to 1E15 bits of synaptic information, 2E14 synapses 5-bit synapse. Scaling analysis of GPTN suggests high benchmark performance, vague human parity, 
will require scaling up to a brain size model a bit above 1E14 params and a similar size dataset. This is interesting because it suggests that current DL models, or at least transformers, are perhaps as parameter efficient as the brain, but are far less data efficient in terms of consumed words tokens. This may not be surprising if we consider the difficulty of the grounding problem. GPT is trying to learn the meaning of language without first learning the grounding of these symbols in a sensory motor model of the world. These scaling laws indicate GPTN would require about 3 to 4 um more word data than humans to match human performance, but GPT-3 already trains on a large chunk of the internet. However most of this data is highly redundant. Humans don't train by reading paragraphs drawn uniformly at random from the entire internet, as the vast majority of such data is near worthless. GPTN models could be made more data efficient through brain-inspired active learning, using a smaller net to predict gradient magnitudes to select informative text to train the larger model, and then multimodal curriculum training for symbol grounding, more like the human education training process. AlphaX. AlphaGo achieved human champion performance after training on about 40 million positions, equivalent to about 400k games, which is roughly an um more games than a human professional will play during lifetime training, 4k games year 10 year 63. Alpha Zero matched human champion performance after training on only about 4 million positions 100k updates of 4k positions each, and thus 40k games, matching my estimated human data efficiency. However AlphaX models learn their action value prediction functions from each MCT state evaluation, just as human brains probably learn the equivalent from imaginative planning state evaluations. But human brains, being far slower, perform at least one um less imagined state evaluation rollouts per board move evaluation than AlphaX models, which implies the brain is learning more per imagined state evaluation. The same naturally applies to DeepMind's newer Efficient Zero, which learns human-level Atari in only 2 hours real-time 64, but this corresponds to a huge number of imagined internal state evaluations, on same order as similar model-free Atari agents. Another way of looking at it, if AlphaX models really were fully as data efficient as the human brain in terms of learning speed per evaluation step and equivalent clock cycle, then we'd expect them to achieve human-level play a million times faster than the typical human 10 years, e in about 5 minutes, versus 2 hours for efficient 0, or 30 hours for alpha. 0. Some component of this is obviously inefficiency in GPU clock cycles per evaluation step, but to counter that AlphaX models are tiny and often trained in parallel on many GPUs TPUs. Conclusion, SOTA DL systems have arguably matched the brain's data learning efficiency in the domain of vision, albeit with some artificial advantages like weight sharing countering potential brain advantages. DLRL systems have also arguably matched brain data efficiency in games such as Go, but only in terms of physical move evaluations, there still appears to be a non-trivial learning gap where the brain learns much more per virtual move evaluation, which DL systems compensate for by rapidly evaluating far more virtual moves during MCTS rollouts there is still a significant data efficiency gap in natural language, but training datasets are very different and almost certainly favor the brain, multimodal curriculum training and active learning. Thus there is no evidence here of brain learning inefficiency, for systems of similar size power. Instead DL still probably has more to learn from the brain on how to learn efficiently beyond SGD, and the probable convergence of biological and technological evolution to what appears to be the same fundamental data efficiency scaling laws is evidence for brain efficiency. Conclusions the brain is about as efficient as any conventional learning machine 65, can be given. An energy budget of 10 watts. A thermodynamic cooling constrained surface power density similar to that of Earth's surface, 1 kilowatt slash M2, and thus a 10 centimeters radius. A total training dataset of about 10 billion precepts or steps. 
If we only knew the remaining secrets of the brain today, we could train a brain-sized model consisting of a small population of about 1,000 agent sims, running on about as many GPUs, in probably about a month or less, for about $1 million. This would require only about 1 kilowatt per agent or less, and so if the world really desired it, we could support a population of billions of such agents without dramatically increasing total world power production. NVIDIA, the single company producing most of the relevant flops today, produced roughly 5 E21 flops of GPU compute in 2021, or the equivalent of about 5 million brains, 66, perhaps surpassing the compute of the 3.6 million humans born in the US. With 200% growth in net flops output per year from all sources it will take about a decade for net GPU compute to exceed net world brain compute 67. Eventually advances in software and neuromorphic computing should reduce the energy requirement down to brain levels of 10 watts or so, allowing for up to a trillion brain scale agents at near future world power supply, with at least a concomitant 100x increase in GDP 68. All of this without any exotic computing. Achieving those levels of energy efficiency will probably require brain-like neuromorphic-ish hardware, circuits, and learned software via training education. The future of AGI is to become more like the brain, not less. Thanks for listening. To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.